Customer experience. It's what sets some of the best companies apart from the rest, yet can often be hard to achieve. Tune in monthly as we uncover the secrets behind great customer experience. This is Experience Better, the CX Podcast. The number of consumers using digital payments is growing, and with that comes the expectation that they'll be able to pay their bills the same way they do other products and services. As digital wallets continue to make their way into the mainstream, demand is expected to rise. In 2022, nearly 7 in 10 consumers used a digital wallet, and a significant percentage of these individuals use more than one digital wallet to make payments. In this episode of Experience Better, we talk with Andrew Packer, Senior Manager Partnerships at PayPal, to tell us a little about digital wallets, who uses them, and what holds consumers from using them moving forward. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you. Yeah, thanks, Scott. It's great to be here. Okay, so I, I know there's different brands or logos, and I'm kind of ignorant here, Andrew. You can you can dispel the mist or whatever it is, uh, shed some light on it. PayPal, Venmo, pay later options, these are all brands or entities under the PayPal umbrella. Can you tell us a little bit about how they all relate? Um, yeah, so PayPal is the original digital wallet, right? Like it's been around for a little better than 20 years at this point. Um, I think last count, we're looking at just about 430 active consumer and merchant accounts in uh, just over 200 markets. So, you know, when you think about global footprint for uh, digital wallet services, PayPal is really, really the thing. So it it does all the things we just mentioned uh, and more, and it's really been the forefront of financial applications globally. Um, Venmo is uh, is a brand and product uh, completely underneath the PayPal umbrella um, that originated for peer-to-peer transactions, whether that's sending funds or, or splitting bills. Um, gotcha. Has okay. Social that component. Yeah, that was yeah. going to be my next question. What's the difference there? So perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. It's it's um, yeah. So it's its own app, but yeah, completely underneath uh, PayPal here in terms of services. It, although by itself, it reached such ubiquity, right? We know that Venmo has become the verb uh, when you need somebody to send you money. They just say Venmo me. Um, that it seemed that we needed to open up to the merchant ecosystem as well, right? There's a lot of funds moving around inside of Venmo that um, now folks can use to make purchases or, or pay bills um, in the same way that they can use PayPal. Um, and it's been you know, a huge success as it's been enabled in that market. Um, so it's really kind of opened up the utility of those funds, you know, which makes things like, like splitting bills with Venmo even more attractive. You know, there's a lot of talk about digital wallets. A lot of people hear about digital wallets. For those who are not sure, what are they and why do customers use them? I mean, at its core, a digital wallet is you know, much like a regular wallet, somewhere where you can securely store payment instruments, right? Your credit card, your debit card, maybe your bank information. Um, you know, it's just a place to make sure that you have all those things handy so that you can use them in the digital world. So when you're making an online payment you know, on your computer or on your phone. The reason that folks tend to use them um, is, you know, it, it can vary by person, of course, but generally speaking, speed, uh, trust. Uh, the utility of them and and now even a little bit for social reasons as you know we expand in some of the ways that paypal and Venmo do business so customers can use the wallet really as a safe and secure way to complete transactions and they don't have to worry about like juggling their cards or losing their card or, or somebody else being able to use it for them um, but really the interesting thing in the modern world of digital wallets is that unlike some of the restrictions that you have with 
your purse or your physical wallet. As the online economy expands, your digital wallet kind of expands along with it, right? So if you take just PayPal as an example, sure, I can attach my credit card and my bank account and you know the standard sort of payment methods to my, my PayPal account and use them. But I can also attach hundreds of loyalty cards uh, that automatically apply to purchases that I'm going to make online. You can probably do that in your physical wallet, but you're going to end up with a pretty fat wallet. Um, right. Yeah. But also in PayPal, you can uh, you can buy, sell, transfer, and, and spend cryptocurrency. Um, you can find and donate to charities and nonprofits right inside the wallet. You're, you even create your own fundraiser. Um, you can set up a savings account. You can uh, pay bills without ever leaving the wallet or split bills, you know, with friends and family. So, you know, there's a lot of things inside a modern digital wallet like PayPal that, that you can't do outside of it. And that's, you know, why PayPal is these days being referred to as more of a super app. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot that you said there that I want to unpack and we'll get to the security aspect a little bit later because I know that's always front and center and uh, people will be very surprised at how secure digital wallets are these days. Uh, compared to, you know, pulling out your Costanza wallet, to your point, and all your loyalty cards and everything there. Um, so, I, again, you, you said a lot. You, you mentioned crypto. You mentioned loyalty cards uh, and, and a super app and and ease of use and and speed of use. And, and you know, I, I'm very familiar with a lot of that. And, and because it is very quick, it is very easy. And you talk about you know, all the additional features that, you know, that you talk about with your wallet uh, is incredible. So obviously crypto usage, uh, crypto is, is seems like it's here to stay regardless of whether you're a believer or not or early adopter or not. And people want to use crypto to pay their bills. Um, so you talk about a few of the, the differences of the PayPal app um, and it being a super app. Tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, you just touched on it. Seems like there's a lot more there that our customers and our, our listeners should know about. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. So, you know, with some digital wallets, they really are geared specifically towards making payments, and and that's absolutely what what PayPal and Venmo are are here to do. Right, they're here to help you in a very easy, fast, and and safe way make payments for for purchases or or bill payments or whatever it might be. Um, and then, you know, things like on, you know, specifically on the Venmo side, but on the on PayPal one as well, you know, being able to send funds in a peer-to-peer -peer type scenario uh, is definitely something that is being leveraged quite a bit as well. And, and there's some various social aspects to that that, that are pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, the idea behind uh, sort of expanding PayPal into more than just a traditional payments is to be able to facilitate a lot of different um financial services inside the app so that since you're using it potentially, you know, on a daily basis as you're purchasing things online or paying in store, you know, at a CVS or something with the QR code in your, in your PayPal wallet, um, that since you're in there every day anyways, you can, you know, take care of a number of other things that you might want to do from a financial perspective in one place, in one place that's safe, it's under one login and it, it lets you kind of have some freedom without having to go to a million different services. Yeah, yeah, without question, and that is some of the cool stuff. And and obviously, you know, you're here from PayPal, and you you spoke very briefly about Venmo and and the peer to peer, and uh, there's some other stuff. You know, pay now, uh, pay later options uh, mm -hmm. that you have. Tell us, you know, the difference between PayPal, I guess, classic, if you will, and Venmo, and 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 pay later options that you support. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So you know, PayPal is kind of the original digital wallet, right? It's been around for over 20 years now. At this right. Point, yep. Impressive. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's, you know, at the moment where there's about 430 million active consumer and merchant accounts in, and that's in over 200 markets, right? It is kind of the, the global footprint when it comes to um, digital payments. So, you know, it does all the things that I kind of briefly mentioned here and, and really has been at the forefront of financial applications globally. Um, mm-hmm. Venmo originated as a, as a platform for peer-to-peer transactions, whether it was sending funds or, or splitting bills. And, you know, it has a social component where close friends can see a record, you know, emojis and that sort of thing of, of what you've done. Um, and then Venmo, you know, certainly reached ubiquity, right? It, it kind of, well, it, it became its own verb, right? If somebody needs mm-hmm. to send you money, you say Venmo me, um, and, and everybody knows what that means. So we then took Venmo and opened it up to the merchant ecosystem. So now all of the funds that were moving around inside that Venmo peer-to-peer ecosystem, you know, somebody paid for dinner with their credit card and everybody else venmo them, and now you have $200 sitting in your Venmo account. Um, now that you can, you know, pay merchants with that, so now those funds are accessible and not just sort of stuck inside of Venmo. So it's really opened up the utility of those funds. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and continues to make those things a lot easier, yeah. And then baked on top of that, there are the pay later choices. Um, so certainly if you're following payments at all, buy now, pay later is something you're, you're well aware of. And one of the unique things about PayPal is that we were able to build in pay later options uh, at no additional merchant cost. Um, and it, it varies globally uh, depending on, on where you are. But in the U.S., there's really two options. There's pay in four, which is a fixed installment plan with, with four equal payments spread out over six weeks. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you need to make a payment um, or you need to make a purchase. You can spread that out over six weeks, but the merchant gets their money, you know, same day or next day. So it's, it's, it's no risk on that end. And then there's pay monthly, which is a credit option that spreads the payment out over six, 12 or, or 24 months. Um, so both of those pay later options are baked right into the wallet. So, um, you know, depending on the amount of the transaction and some eligibility, but mm-hmm. as you go to complete a PayPal transaction, if you click on pay later, then you should have those options. Yeah. And, and that's interesting to note. So for, our partners out there who want to offer up PayPal as a payment option, essentially what you're saying is that if I have a $500 bill that I can set that up into equal installments for a predetermined period of time that you support, and I'll pay PayPal in the installments, but you will make the merchant whole with your payment to them right up front. So they get good funds right off the bat and you manage working with the Scott Thompson's of the world to, <laughs> to finalize the, uh, the repayment, correct? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, so obviously today's day and age with with many of us carrying balances coming out of COVID, you know, uh, the world changed a little bit and and a little bit of relief and flexibility in terms of, of payment arrangements and paybacks is definitely something that, uh, you know, the world needs right now. So you did mention, you know, 400 plus million customer accounts, which is staggering. But, you know, obviously when you talk about globally, there's, there's obviously room to grow still. There's a, a lot more people out there that you can touch. <laughs> Who's using the PayPal's of the world? And can you tell us, you know, a little bit about your user demographics? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, most used online provider in the U.S. by, by a pretty wide margin. Um, and the, the largest cohort of that are folks 30 to 39, although I think about half of all users are between 25 and 45, uh, roughly speaking. Um, gender split's pretty equal, that sort of thing as well. Uh, as we look at those people who are actively using their PayPal account uh, in, you know, different things that they care about or ways that they use it. Um, 
Most of them say that they're well-informed about their personal financial situation. So whether that's uh, attributed to their use of doing things through PayPal or just that it is a smart choice when, when managing financial services, then, um, you know, it could go either way there. But, you know, those folks tend to be well-informed and um, in around half as well, say they could imagine dealing with financial transactions exclusively online, uh, which I thought was, was something that was fairly interesting as we look at uh, the folks who are using their PayPal accounts. So um, I know I probably manage 90 plus percent of my financial transactions online if I can make it happen. Uh, so right. it's always good to give that option for folks that, that would prefer that. Um, most is a little bit younger, uh, generally highly educated. And um, again, these are folks that are extremely used and comfortable, uh, used to and comfortable for paying for things online. So, you know, when you think about migrating paper checks or, uh, you know, any sort of uh, physical management of, of paying bills or, or other related activities. You know, if you want folks that are ready to move their motion online, then PayPal and Venmo are, are, uh, are definitely there to help capture that. Yeah, and definitely for that demographic, um, you know, technology is nothing new. They've grown up with it and, and mm -hmm. you know, eliminate paper wherever possible. So definitely uh, well in your wheelhouse there. Now, I did want to get back to security because... Those of us older folks out there, you know, are, are tied to our checkbooks, so hopefully not too much anymore, or our Costanza wallets mm -hmm. and whipping out cash or cards. And, you know, security of that is something that we grew up with, whether, you know, it's really secure or not these days because a wallet, wallet could be swiped right out of your hand, your credit card could be shoulder surfed, you know, or taken a picture <laughs> of or what have you. And, you know, let's talk about putting a paper check in the mail and having that go for days and see where it ends up. So a lot of people these days are very security conscious. They hear about, you know, so-and-so getting hacked and credit card numbers being leaked. And I just sort of want to tie this back to security because to me, it's a very important topic in terms of, I guess, debunking the lack of security or if people feel there's an apparent lack of security with digital wallets, it is completely false. It is a more secure way to transact business than basically we've seen ever before. And especially when you talk about paper checks and wallets and cash and, and physical credit cards. Tell us a little bit about the security for those who are not aware prepare to be enlightened because this is an incredibly secure way to manage your personal affairs from a payment standpoint. Yeah. I mean, you, you're you know, kind of comparing to a traditional payment method. And I think exactly your point, if you lose your actual card or your wallet, I can easily pick up your card or your wallet, and then I can go and, and do whatever I would, I would like with those things. Um, you know, your digital wallet at, you know, at least at a minimum is password protected, right? So, you know, you need to be able to log into that account and authenticate before you're able to to make that uh, make use of it anyways. And, um, you know, if you're in front of your computer, which is, you know, likely password protected itself, uh, then there's, you know, low risk of, of that if it's a theft issue as well. And same thing with your smartphone, right? You got to get into your phone before you can even start to get into digital. Wallet. Right, right. Um, so on that side, of course, you know, certainly better than accidentally dropping your credit card because uh, you missed your back pocket, which I've been known to do. Um, and beyond that, you know, the payment methods inside of the PayPal digital wallet are tokenized, right? So if you have, you know, we've probably seen in the last few years, a couple of large news stories about- uh, Yeah, before you, I, I sort of mean to cut you off, but before we go yeah. too far, just tell us a little bit about tokenization for those who are not aware, because it's it's something that we throw around uh, daily, but the science behind it, the technology behind it is quite something from a security standpoint. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, tokenization in a nutshell just means that 
the actual information related to your card or your, your bank account uh, is encrypted um, in a secure way where you know, it's only going to be able to then be processed by coming back through the secure uh, PayPal ecosystem. So when a card is tokenized, that means that we are never going to share the actual credit card information, uh, in this case with a merchant or wherever you're making a purchase or, or paying a bill. Um, so if there is, um, you know, I was going to say like a large retailer that we've heard of you know, having a credit card breach or something to that effect where cards on file or stolen, um, if you had paid with your PayPal account, that card information is not there, right? It's a tokenized version of that. So your credit card is not at risk, even if, you know, that otherwise uh, card information stored at that retailer or bill or whomever um, has been has been locked to some sort of, uh, you know, hacking or theft. So, you know, just generally speaking, having it uh, store, securely stored, having to go through authentication before you're able to leverage it, and, and that usually being behind another password in addition, is it just makes it a lot more of a secure method than standard payments. And um, you know, PayPal last year was listed as the number two most trusted brand globally. And you know, there's a there's a reason for that. It's because we take security uh, extremely seriously here. Um, uh, anything that goes through the PayPal side of things. Um, and then beyond that, you know, beyond like actual just pure sort of security as it's attached to payments, there's buyer and seller protection that's often in place depending on the nature of a PayPal transaction. Okay, so t- tell us a little bit about pay later options because I understand it's it's gathering a lot of momentum these days in terms of giving consumers flexibility in how they manage their bill payments uh, and a little relief in terms of being able to schedule and, and you know budget funds moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So pay later, um, you know, if you've been watching payments at all by now, pay later is probably something that you're familiar with as a concept. Uh, and one of the unique things that PayPal was really able to do was to build in pay later options uh, directly into PayPal services, right? So there's no additional merchant costs or things like that, that, you know, may come from like an independent provider that only does pay later. We were able to just kind of bake that into, um, you know, it comes along with your PayPal account, which is great. So it, it varies globally in the way that it works, but in the U S there are two pay later options. There's paying four, which is a fixed installment plan. It's four payments over six weeks. Yep. Um, which again, is free to the merchant, it's free to the consumer. It just lets the consumer stretch those payments out, even though the merchant gets their funds uh, immediately. Uh, and the other option is pay monthly, which is a credit option that spreads the payment out over six, 12 or, or 24 months, depending. So yeah, if you go to complete a, uh, a PayPal transaction, depending on you know some eligibility stuff, uh, right inside the wallet there, there's a pay later option and you can uh, potentially pick one of those. Yeah. Uh, and again, amazing these days with, with, a lot of us carrying balances or, or debt throughout, you know, COVID and, and need some assistance and alleviating some of that and some flexibility and payment or options and arrangements. It's certainly a benefit and, and a wonderful service you provide. So what's holding customers back from using digital wallets? Um, you know, it's a good question. Um, so, you know, generally there's kind of two or so buckets that we that we look at. One is is merchants availability, right? Just is it accepted where the merchants are accepting payments? And, you know, there's better than 35 million merchant accounts uh, that, that PayPal has set up at the moment. So, you know, it's it's a pretty significant number of, of where it's available, but there's um, plenty of places where commerce is being conducted, whether it's, you know, various online sites or applications or, or you know, just different channels that folks have enabled that may not have PayPal supported as the payment method. So, um, you know, working with 
those various channels or those merchants themselves to make sure that, you know, the PayPal or Venmo buttons are available for people to click uh, is certainly, you know, one thing that's important. And then the other piece is probably um, awareness of when PayPal and Venmo are available. So, you know, things like upstream messaging, as somebody goes through the flow for whether they're checking out or paying a bill, whatever it might be, um, especially for a platform that a consumer hasn't engaged with yet, uh, letting them know up front that PayPal is going to be accepted when it comes time to check out can um, really have a large uplift on whether or not that transaction gets completed. Uh, and then, you know, part of that is that we found that consumers are much more willing to engage with a platform that they have not previously engaged with or uh, you know, something they're unfamiliar with if PayPal is present. And so, you know, again, as we think about, you know, making sure that folks know about this ahead of time so that they can feel comfortable with the whole process, going back to PayPal being a trusted brand can really, right. you know, lay, lay on top of that. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You see that that PayPal logo and, you know, mm -hmm. you're dealing with someone, uh, a valid entity who's going to, you know, maintain security and process your payment without issue. Right. So, you know, I think you mentioned something like 37% of people have paid a bill using digital wallets in 2022. And you talked about awareness. So what is it that builders can do to drive awareness and adoption? I mean, obviously, the easy part is, is offering PayPal Venmo as, as payment options on their sites and pages. Uh, what is it, what additionally can we do to help get that word out to, to drive that uptick to your point in, in adoption? Yeah, well, the biggest thing, uh, and, you know, kudos to Kubra for working with this, is just, you know, adding PayPal to the checkout page, right? Just having it there uh, when people are trying to complete that bill sure. payment so that it's an option for them to select. Um, and then other things that we've seen in the space work interesting is putting it on invoices. So, you know, you receive a copy of your paper bill, your paper invoice, letting folks know that they can pay with PayPal when they go and, and complete that payment um, helps. You know, again, just make them aware that that is an option. So if you have funds sitting there that you otherwise didn't think were available, um, you know, it provides some information up front so that they know that, hey, oh, I can just go here and you know, use my Venmo balance to complete this payment. Great. I'll just do it that way. Um, right. So, yeah. On that checkout page and on invoices are two huge places that can help people be aware of it. Absolutely. And, you know, get that word out, get that word out, get that word out, because um, customers want these emerging payment options. They want these digital wallets and we got to give it to them, people. So get it out, get it on your pages, get the word out. So, you know, customers are really looking for that on-demand gratification. So we've seen it in the last couple of years with obviously COVID and people being at home and, and leveraging Netflix and on-demand shows and on-demand shopping with Amazon, everybody showing up and those trusted brands and everything that you know, and you talk about customer experience and that high level. Do you expect things to drop off from, uh, I guess, the shift that we've seen to digital wallets and electronic payments, you know, now that we're sort of coming through the tail end or do you, you know, foresee it, it continuing to ramp up like we've seen in the last, you know, 18, 24 months? Oh, I would absolutely say the latter. Yeah, I would expect it to continue that ramp. Um, you know, we've seen on the PayPal side some some pretty amazing things happen over um, you know the course of the pandemic as merchants figured out how to navigate a world where they need to interact uh, you know more often digitally with their consumers or or their clients, um, and just different ways that that uh, you know people want to interact with the world around them as it comes down to those things as well. So uh, a lot of those things you know have changed and. 
certainly some parts of our lives are going back to the way that they were, but I think a lot of things are, are sort of changed for the better for the future. I think it really propelled us into the future uh, more quickly than we otherwise would have gotten there. Um, you know, our, our core daily active accounts uh, were about you know, a little more than 40% higher than they were in the pre-pandemic period. So wow. yeah, just a huge amount of growth attached to those things. Uh, it, their engagement has been growing at double digits year over year. Um, one of the things that is maybe most telling is we've seen that the average transaction per account, you know, annually grow from something like a high 20s to nearly 50 over the case of the pandemic. So, you know, folks that were using their PayPal account occasionally are now using it all the time and Venmo right. as well, anywhere that that's accepted. So, um, yeah, I think that shift has uh, really kind of worked its way into people's standard uh, standard consumer activities at this point or standard you know, payment activities? 100%, 100%. And if I'm any indication, anybody who listens to to us before, uh, over the pandemic, I have been an adopter of, of digital wallets and, and can't not do it now because it's so fast, it's so easy. And um, so if you're not out there, give them a shot because uh, it's fantastic stuff and it makes payments very easy, easy to track, instant gratification. And yeah, I use it more more often for higher and higher ticket amounts each time. It's just because it's that easy. So, uh, Andrew, this is the part of the program where we put you on the spot and ask you about a uh, a time where you had an incredible or maybe a lackluster customer experience. It can be from any industry, but we are a user experience podcast and do like to hear the good and bad of of our guests. So, if you have anything and you want to share, please by all means. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, when I think about an interesting customer experience for for leveraging PayPal as as an option for themselves, I think about uh, we had a we'll have a large West Coast utility provider, uh, very large utility provider for for a region yeah, between one and two million accounts attached to them. Um, they wanted to do a couple things with their payments platform. Uh, one, improve their service ranking, right? Everybody wants mm -hmm. to kind of mm -hmm. improve the score and, and just modernize in general. Um, and so they did a couple things related to payment processes, but but the addition of PayPal as a payment type was kind of a main driver for for a lot of those changes. Um, and as they, they baked that in and, and sort of rolled out the new offering to all the folks that are leveraging their utility services, uh, we saw a really interesting thing happen. Uh, the first of which was that PayPal became more popular, more more widely used than credit and debit cards to complete payments. So if they're thinking about like what consumers wanted to use to complete their online payments, um, you know, clearly they're they were interested in PayPal. Right. Um, and then the other piece that, that came out of that that I thought was particularly interesting, about a third of those PayPal payments, they they came from folks that were making a payment online for the first time. So when we think about in our, in our case that you know customer wanting typically folks want to move away from manual and paper processes as, as much as they can um just because digital tends to be much faster much cheaper much better customer experience um you know that that's a huge shift right you, you, the the folks that are like now paypal is available i'll make an online payment for the first time where i've already right. been doing it some other way right um so yeah i think when it when it came to sort of upgrading oh yeah and Service ranking uh, uh, improved after that as well as you can imagine. Sure. So, so yeah, all in all, it was a, a pretty amazing addition for them to loop PayPal into their payment services, and I think everybody's been a lot happier for it. 
Yeah, no kidding. I mean, uh, the customer is king, right? So they'll tell you if they're happy or not. And uh, clearly, the empirical evidence says that uh, it's exactly what they were looking for and wanted. So mm-hmm. amazing. Andrew, I, I uh, really appreciate your time today, uh, spending it with us, telling us a little more about digital wallets and, and educating people and getting the word out that they're awesome. There's tons to them. Super app with PayPal. People go check it out. There's all sorts of stuff you can do there, but just start using them. Uh, save the tree, save the checks, save the paper, <laughs> save all that stuff. Embrace the digital technology, particularly and all this security that goes around uh, digital wallet payments because it's it's here to stay and it's cool stuff. Andrew, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, Scott, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it. Take care, sir. You too. That's all for Experience Better, the CX podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send us your questions and continue the conversation with us on Twitter or Facebook at KubraWay. That's K-U-B-R-A-W-A-Y or on LinkedIn at Kubra. Thank you, everyone.